0: Hello, I'm Matt Carpenter, and this is the Good Life Podcast. Hello, welcome back. As many of you know, I've been preaching through a series on paideia, which is the Greek word used in Ephesians 6, verse 4, when Paul says, fathers to not provoke their children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition or in the paideia of the Lord. And there's several sermons. You can find them on the Trinity Reformed website if you're interested. But I came across an article recently at at Breakpoint Online that was really good by John Stone Street. And I wanted to read some of this. And Most of everything that he says, I absolutely endorse. There are just a few things I might uh, nuance a bit. But anyway, here's uh, John Stone Street's article. Like our families have, many parents opt to keep their children from the false and dangerous ideologies rampant in public schools, electing instead to homeschool their kids or enroll them to private Christian schools. This trend of choosing alternatives to public education went up during the pandemic lockdowns and has not since dropped to pre-pandemic levels. However, neither homeschooling nor a private Christian school guarantees that our children will be protected from secular indoctrination. In fact, according to a recent research study of 57,000 undergraduates from 159 of the world's most elite post-secondary institutions, quote, Homeschooled and parochial school undergraduates are as or more likely to identify as LGBT or non binary as those from public or private school backgrounds. Now, I'm stopping from reading Stump Street's article here because I just want you to grasp what he's saying. This astounded me. Homeschooled and parochial school undergraduates are as or more likely to identify as LGBT or non-binary as those from public or private school backgrounds. So secular schooling versus Christian homeschool or private school, uh, Christian private school students have the same levels. Of going the way of the world, going LGBT or non-binary. That should not be. It shouldn't be like that. I'm going to pick back up now reading John Johnstone Street. One outcome of that study is that we rethink where our kids go to college, but even more than that, wherever our kids are schooled, the best plan for parents is to inoculate our kids against bad ideas rather than insulate them. Now, I'm stopping here. That statement, better to inoculate than insulate, is something I wish I could shout to every church who would hear it. Because for many of us growing up, insulation was the focus if we've got to keep our kids away from any exposure to the world now i know immediately some jump in and say that's right therefore we need to show our 12 year olds r rated movies so they can see what the world is like now i've heard that argument before in those words even and that's wrong we don't flaunt the world in front of our kids but we don't pretend that we are living in the new heavens and new earth fully yet either. So, back to Stone Street again. Rather than hiding our kids from the flawed ideas of the world, carefully expose them to bad ideas while they are still at home and can seek out our counsel. An inoculation approach better equips students to handle the bad ideas harmful practices, and sinful behaviors they will inevitably encounter in an increasingly secular culture. For parents, this first requires that we warn our kids dangerously, excuse me, warn our kids that dangerously false ideas actually exist, that they will encounter them, and that they can respond to them thoughtfully and confidently. When we only repeat and reinforce our own beliefs and values, assuming them to be true without ever engaging counter-ideas, we risk our kids feeling sheltered, unprepared, or worse, deceived. And though it can be overwhelming in a culture of information overload like ours, it is essential to encourage kids to ask discerning questions about what they see, hear, and encounter. In our book, a practical guide to culture Brett Kunkel and I include several questions we ask our kids and encourage our kids to ask such as quote what do you mean by that End quote and quote, how do you know that's true so stopping again here this requires that parents do the work of thinking Along with their kids. That is a place. Where many. Are hesitant. They're hesitant for different reasons. Some are hesitant because. Well it's pretty hard work. But others are hesitant because they don't think they're capable of it. So we would rather. Often as parents we think well. If I just. Give them a book. Then. Hopefully they'll get it. And maybe the book will stay in their room long enough and now just the process of osmosis will help the information in the book to sink into their heads. Or I even make my kids read it for their homeschool curriculum or something like that. But no, the job of a shepherd and every parent is a shepherd. The job of a shepherd is to walk with your sheep through the valleys, through the mountains, You walk with them through the dangers they will encounter because they one day will be shepherds. It's not a question of whether or not they will be, but it's what kind of shepherds will they be? You hope certainly as parents that they will have kids. So then how will they shepherd their kids? Well, they're going to shepherd their kids based on the best example they had, which is yours. So are you shepherding them? in a way that walks with them through these weird and difficult ideas. And you may say, I don't know what to do. How do I, I? I'm not aware of everything that they're exposed to. Well, like the book that Stone Street mentioned, A Practical Guide to Culture. That is a great start. I've read that book and I can say it is a really solid addition, But don't just hand it off to your kids. Read through it with them. Talk with them. And again, it's even more than just reading something to them. Or even if you are simply giving a daily or weekly lecture on this bad idea or that bad idea or to this sin that you encountered, that, that's not helpful either. At least not on its own. It's a conversation, not a monologue. Back to Stone Street now. Because the most dangerous ideas in, the, in this cultural moment target our kids' identities, parents must work towards kids' identity formation as much as intellectual or behavioral formation. Years ago, Canadian behavioral psychologist James Marcia Identify different states of identity formation for young people, as well as two essential activities necessary to establish a solid sense of identity, asking the big questions in life, and making commitments to what is true. Sadly, our current culture seems to encourage only a state of constant questioning, trying to on trying on new identities with no commitments made, which leads to a perpetual state of insecurity for many. So the point in that paragraph that I want to reiterate is identity formation. As parents, we we think that behavior is what we need to oversee, and yes, behavior is important. But as Doug Wilson has said, your job is not to Make your kids conform to the standard. It's to help them love the standard. And that's not original with him. Those particular words may be. But uh, philosophers have said this type of thing for thousands of years. If you don't love what is good, you will not adhere to what is good. That's straight out of Augustine. Picking back up now with the article... But the very best state of identity, called achievement, according to Marcia, is a good place for young people to be when they leave our homes. At that state, they have honestly asked the big questions, they've explored the alternatives, but they've also made commitments to particular values and truths. Our role as parents is to walk with them through this exploration, to lead them in it, to help them make commitments to what is good and true. Part of that is letting them ask hard questions, encouraging them to search for answers, and helping them to know what it takes to find those answers. Besides praying for our kids in this journey, parents have to be dedicated to making time for conversation. I will just add amen and amen to that. One friend recently told me that dinner time at his table was, quote, TED Talk time, end quote, with his high schooler to think through the arguments regarding current ideologies. Many families tell us that Breakpoint provides an opportunity every day around the table to have these important conversations about big questions. When I taught in college, I remember a set of twins who particularly impressed me with their thoughts and questions. I assumed they had gone to private Christian school or were homeschooled. Upon talking to them, I learned that their parents simply had long discussions with each of them each evening about what they were learning at their public school. Now folks, that is impressive. And that is needed. It doesn't matter what kind of school your kids have. At our church, we're strong for Christian education. We want our kids to have Christian education. So I'm not saying that this is permission to send your kids to public school and that you don't have to worry about it. You need to give your kids Christian education, but Sending them off to a place where you're confident of the material is not enough to form them in the armor of light. As Paul says, we are called to form them in the identity of Christ. So now let me conclude this article to prepare our kids even more for what we're going to face. Consider a worldview formation experience like Summit Ministries, Worldview Academy, or Impact 360 Institute. So he gives a little blurb for these, uh, skipping down to the next paragraph. And finally, how do we go about discussions with our kids is very important. In our book, Brett and I wrote about modeling truth and grace in every conversation. Young people are surrounded by those claiming that anything less than full affirmation, especially for all things LGBTQ, is simply hatred. Instead what they need to hear from parents is that it is an act of love to tell their friends who struggle with sexual identity the truth about who God has made them to be. They also need to learn how to avoid confusion when others mix up the truth from God's word with the bad ideas of the day. And they need to understand that their neighbors are not their enemies, their fellow image-bearers of God who themselves are the victims of the bad ideas of our age interrupting here the, the the point about not looking on others on our neighbors as our enemies that's echoing the Apostle Paul's words in Ephesians 6 reminding us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood many people get this backwards and they they read the verse to say we do not wrestle against principalities and powers, but rather against flesh and blood because, frankly, flesh and blood is a lot easier to attack. Back to Stone Street, and parents need to help their kids understand that because of the fall, there will be those who struggle with same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria. Because of where our culture has gone in the last few decades, those struggles are becoming more acute and more common. Struggle with same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria are a terrible way to establish identity, and they don't mean that we have to veer from a life of faithfulness. There is hope for those who struggle with LGBTQ desires and attractions. There is hope for those who struggle with their bodies and who God has made them as men and women. Young people need parents who will have the difficult but thoughtful and gracious conversations with them. That's the end of the article, and again, I commend the article to you. I said earlier that I had just something that I wanted to nuance. I love the idea of Worldview Worldview Academy Summit Ministries. Those conferences are great, but again, I would just warn you that they cannot take the place of you as parents taking time with your kids and talking with them. Do not rest on anything in addition to you taking time with your kids in God's Word, being formed in God's Word, and learning from the wisdom of those around us who have walked in this and who understand how to apply God's Word do this with your kids. I'm not saying don't read the books. Don't go to the conferences. Those are great things, but they cannot be the foundation for your parenting. So, in sum, we're called to inoculate our children, not insulate them. We do this by having conversations with our children, exposing them to what the enemy is says and answering but not immediately answering rather letting our kids see how the wisdom of God applies and walking with them through that we don't attack directly the people we don't can what we we don't rush and treat everyone who believes in sin we don't treat them like demons but we call out the sin graciously and clearly and we seek to help any who god puts across our path to overcome this sin through the power of the gospel i appreciate you listening to this if you have any questions feel free to, uh, to email me. We can talk about it. I'm glad to do that. And I hope you have a good rest of your week.